Saturday, America, and happy Monday, everyone else. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. And subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Make a new platform for us so that we can get you to subscribe to us there. And you already know, read the criteria. Because we're talking MMA judging. Sometimes. Maybe a little refereeing today. Sometimes we talk about pizza. <laughs> Sometimes we talk about uh, the, the fact that I, I'm, I'm a world-class gambler now. Yes, I heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how you did that. So, for for people listening at home, my wife and I decided to take an impromptu, semi-impromptu trip to Atlantic City this week for a night. And incidentally, I so I, we get to our room. I, I got us a room at the, the Borgata. Oh, balling. And, and I post a picture from... The, of the view from the room, which was tongue-in-cheek because the view from the room is a highway and, you know, more casinos and the things between there. And I post it, and all of a sudden, Luke Thomas, who does not follow me on social media, and I wasn't sure I was on his radar in that respect, he answers, like, five minutes later, he's like, Borgata? I'm like, yeah, how'd you know? Good eye. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. I guess Luke's, Luke's been around. I, I guess he knows the Borgata view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was surprising, but uh, no, nah, so so uh, yeah, my wife and I went out, had a nice steak dinner, very expensive, meat was good, sides were in it. Okay. Morton's the steakhouse, Be, get the meat, don't, don't get anything else. All right. So there's your tip there. But anyway, so, so I go gamble a little bit, and I game, my game is typically roulette, and I play on like those real cheap tables that like, the, so the way, it's not a table, it's, you have a screen. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, video, the electronic it, with the wheel in the middle with the with the real wheel yeah yeah it's not in the middle anymore the, the one at the borgata anyway was uh it was like kind of a little off and they have like different rows of seats they can fit more mm. on it essentially is what it okay. is but they also have craps and i think you can do some other games like they might have baccarat and, and some other ones as well mm. um but they had craps there too and I was playing roulette for a little while, and I was i was like up i played it's three dollar minimum so i'm I'm up a little bit I was probably up at one point like 15 bucks and then i left it like up two bucks right so i'm not up much my wife goes up we go hang up a little bit and then she goes to sleep i go back down because i'm not tired and i'm like all right i'm gonna play some more so i played a little bit of roulette got up a little bit and i said you know i'm gonna switch to crap mm-hmm. so i'm up and down on craps end up being down 40 dollars by the end of the night i'm like all right whatever i'll go to bed i'm only playing with a little bit of money i again i'm not high stakes guy so the next morning we have brunch and I wanted to go back to the table before because I thought she was going to play and she didn't play my wife um, at all. So I was like, all right, I'm going to put this on. I'm going to put the, the remaining $40 I have on black. Okay. She's like, okay. And so then I start to do it. And she's like, oh, I didn't think you were really going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think she thought I was going to do like $3 on black. I was like, no, no, no. I was doing the whole thing. So I was like, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Either either I get back to even or I or I lose. And so it hit. Nice. So I'm back to even. And I said, all right, well, now I can play craps. Mm. <laughs> so I go back to craps. And then for the preceding half an hour, I don't lose. Okay. Just playing craps for half an hour without a loss. But what did you play? I didn't do too much more other than put three or four dollars on four, five, six, eight, nine, ten. That's it. So you okay, so you played the whole you played every you placed every number. Correct. You didn't play a pass line. No, I, I did it one time. Okay. I mean that's and like I played that. the cum line a little bit. The comes comes a little difficult, diff, uh, uh, complicated. I know, I know, and I, I uh, to be fair, I'm not a. I don't know the intricacies of craps even still. 
but I learned a little bit while I was playing. So I, that one I still don't understand, but I did hit it on one time, and then it ended up hitting again, and that was where I made like thirty dollars as opposed to like seven or eight dollars or four dollars like I was making on my bets before. That was the big one. But anyway, I walked away having started my. I sat down with $40. I left with $210, $212, actually, and 27 cents. They let you play without playing a pass line? Yeah. It's, that's weird. Is that, is that they wouldn't do that at a table? No. Right. You'd have to put your pass line if you're going to place, place numbers. No. Oh. Well, they let me do it. So, boom. Go find that table. Yeah. All right. You can play it. Next time, you got to play, play the pass. Well, the pass, I mean, I like playing the don't pass, but if you play the pass... When a number hits, now you got the best odds in the house because you can put odds that are paying true the true odds on it. So if you have a five dollar bet, different different say they're ten at ten ten x odds, so you mm-hmm. can put fifty dollars behind it, which is going to get paid the proper odds for when it hits. So that's how you smash them. Sure, but I still smash yeah. them anyway. Well, you got yeah, you got them. You I got mean, them I recognize this was an extraordinarily yeah. rare stroke of luck where literally nothing happened wrong for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even the few times where seven roll, I didn't lose, and I don't understand why. But you wouldn't lose if it's, well, you would you would lose when a seven because if there's no um, your bets were probably down because the point was probably made, so it was probably a come out roll. When a seven comes out, seven's good. On a come out roll, once a point's made, seven's bad. Maybe that was what it was. Yeah, that's probably what it was. I probably wasn't paying enough attention because I was basically just laughing giddily as I oh, okay. kept on making money, He's having a good and time. Tr- I was trying to get my wife to pay attention because she didn't understand at all. <laughs> I'm like. At least understand what's happening right now is we're making money. Yeah. Like, but at a certain point, we had already like close to doubled what I had already doubled what I like started playing with. So it was like I was really just playing with house money at that point. I'm like, this is great. Like, I should not walk away. Didn't play any of the prop bets. I did. um, I think I did one roll of of the seven on on the come out and, and that didn't hit. I did one on. I think it was 10, the f- two fives, the hop, right? That's a hop bet. It's one of the hop no, bets. No, the where you... two fives is hard ways. Hard... Oh, it's the hard, hard way. Yeah, 10, all yeah. the other ones are hops, right? Like they're all like all the, when you bet like, okay, I'm going to get a two and a five come up. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That would be yeah, a hop, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it, the... 10, 10 the hard way. Hop That's the what I meant four. to say, yeah. Hop the four, hop the yeah, or whatever the, the hell. Popular. I, I don't. Uh, I all the lingo and all that stuff. Like I'm not there yet. It's. <laughs> you know what you want to do? You want to go to an actual table. Yeah. But that's higher and money, then, and I don't want to do but that. But then once all, like, we're running good, you'll go to the dealer, you know, 10 on Big Red, and watch the table turn on you. No! I don't <laughs> want to do that. I want the table to like me. <laughs> I, want, I, I want to be liked. That That's the one thing I missed with this experience, was the communal experience. Because, like, there was only one other dude sitting there, and I don't know what he was playing. I don't think it was, was uh, craps, because he didn't seem happy. Okay. But anyway, I was happy. All right, you won. And that took a That's dent good. out of my steakhouse. Oh my god, that that bill was almost two hundred dollars, and and it, well, I ended up if you if you apply the money I made to that, it was like a regular dinner. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Ah, that was a good day. What size did you get anyway? Oh, so okay, so I got uh the lobster ravioli. Okay, which I thought would be lobster meat contained within the ravioli mm-hmm. was not. It was like on top, and there was a very little bit of it. It t- honestly, mm-hmm. it tasted fine. It just it, it wasn't what I thought it would be, and it was nineteen dollars. And I said, "Well, this is uh, this is not worth okay. it." Yeah. So, 
And then, and also the scalloped potatoes we got a la carte, my wife and I, we were not impressed. My okay. wife makes better scalloped potatoes. Her, her mom yeah. makes better scalloped I always, potatoes. I always judge a, uh, a steakhouse on their Brussels sprouts. If the sprouts are on point, I'm happy. I'm not a sprouts guy. Okay. Yeah, I'll Done eat, right. I'm eating them, but they're not my favorite. All right. Yeah. But that was our show. I hope you guys liked listening to our game. No, we're, we're going to get back to the fights here. Uh, I think we got to dive into UFC Paris. Of course. Yeah, let's get into Paris. We uh, let's let's start with kind of some of the bigger come right? What? Patty. Patty. Yeah. Yes. Perry. Yes, he Patty. Perry. Wee wee. Um. So yeah, let, let's start with Cyril Gunn here. Who obviously, is the big winner. I think it would have been kind of a surprise for everybody if Sergey Spivak had actually won this fight, but yeah, it'd have been really cool. If, uh, Spivak fought too. He didn't. Oh, he um, fought. He oh, was, it, yeah. well, he it was takes there. someone to get hit. He was present. You can't fight if he no was, one's getting hit. He was pre- I mean, some of those shots, I don't know how he was still standing, so credit to his toughness. Yeah. Like, but, but yeah. I mean, seriously, though, Cyril Gunn looked fantastic. He did look fantastic. He's like the one heavyweight where I would say is the exception to my rule, where it's like you don't need to finish in that first round because he can continue to put on an impressive performance throughout rounds. Because he, he, he's he's not a, a tough man. No, basically, no, he's not. He's an athlete. He's, he can. You he's know, an athlete. He's a he's a combat sports athlete who isn't just. He's not just gassed. He actually like, can fight. If someone had comparable skills, they could fight in any division. Sure. So it's not, I think it just so. Doesn't need power there. I think so. I think so. Which also, which uh, credit to Bilal Muhammad brought up. With how good Cyril Gaon is, just proves that John Jones is in another world. Yeah, no, that's so. fair. That is absolutely fair. Um, although it's it's also the matchup of the skill. Like this was a a, a clear deficiency on Gaon's part. The wrestling, um, going against literally John Jones' base is wrestling. Mm. So it's 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 tough, but I it, it's still a fair comp. You know, I I, I get what we're saying. There is a, there is a big difference between where Cyril Gaon is where John Jones as terms of uh, mm-hmm. a mixed martial artist here. But I think that everybody was start- they asked the question, of course, because they had Tom Aspinall in the building. But I want to know what you think. Is it actually the right time for him to fight Tom Aspinall for Cyril Gaon, Tom Aspinall, or do you want to like kind of save that just a little longer to see if that can be in the title picture? No, let them fight because I, 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 if they're not going to fight, then put Gaon and Pavlovich together. Even though Pavlovich is the backup, they announced that. Yes, yes, they did. So, see, I would rather Pavlovich get one of those guys anyway. I would actually be more interested in that fight, like Tom Aspinall against Pavlovich. Yeah, I'm good with that yeah. too. Although, then, then what do you do with Sirogan in that case? Really, we're we're in such a holding pattern until we actually know what comes out of Jones and Miocic in Madison Square Garden, because I could see a scenario where John Jones wins. And both he and Stipe retire. And then we don't yeah. have either of them anymore. So now we're talking about, well, who would fight for the belt? Yeah. That may not come to pass either. Maybe Stipe wins. Maybe then John Jones gets hungry again. He says, well, now that I've actually lost, I actually want to come back and win. Oh, no, 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 no. He's not going to lose. Um, oh, I'm just saying, um, like, if he did, let's with devil's advocate here. Let's say he did lose. Do you think he'd actually come back? Well, someone will have to answer the question why Mazzagotti was there. <laughs> That's pretty much. Dan, Dan and I actually, after <laughs> after we recorded last week's episode, we rewatched uh, John Jones against Matt Hamill and the finish, which neither of us had watched. I think since we watched it probably live separately the night it happened, and uh, yeah, both of us still feel pretty comfortable in the idea that that fight should have just been stopped before Jones is starting to throw illegal uh, strikes. Yeah, just stop it. Like, it, it went too long. 
Matt Hamill didn't need to take that beating, um, but I, I guess he's happy he did because he got a win. It was kind of similar to, uh, at least it felt similar to me, the way, what was the fight that was stopped in Paris that was kind of, it went on a little while. Remind me that that finish that went like a little while and then they kind of eventually stopped it. Oh, we we, we just watched. We just watched what, it. Yeah, I don't even know who. Yeah, it was. the name is escaping. We have to pull it up, but um, that it, it kind of reminded me of that in the sense that, well, this fight's kind of over, but it's still a, no. It wasn't San. It wasn't San Denis and, and Tiago Moises, but Juan San Denis. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that was the yeah, one. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Moises just sitting there covering up. He's not doing anything for a while. He's just absorbing punches. And it's like, oh yeah, let him let him take another thirty four after with, this with one. Bisping's great commentary. Yeah. This is not intelligent defense. It's not, and neither <laughs> was what Matt Hamill was doing for that fight. But obviously, we're neither here nor there. I get it. Um, going back to it, so you you would rather have Gan and Aspinall now? You That's just, the fight you'd make. Just well, I would want to include Pavlovich, but obviously he's not gonna with the chance of a title. In case someone misses weight or gets hurt, you know, within 24 hours or whatever. What about a three-way dance? I'm always in for a triple threat. Okay, okay. Just uh, sure. I like both guys. Aspinall, I mean, could they run back? Aspinall and whatchamacallit? Uh, Curtis Blades? Yeah. I actually don't hate that idea. I think that would be a real good solution to, to the problem we have now. Sirogan, Sergey Pavlovich, Tom Aspinall versus Curtis Blades. I think that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Yeah. Good I thinking, mean, my buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. See? You're a smart I, guy. I am. I know. <laughs> and so on. <laughs> right, but that I don't have anything to say about Sergey yeah. Spivak. He just kind of goes back Sir, to the pack. Sergei, he's yeah. he's just another guy. After anyway. six, it's just a drop off. It, there is a distinct drop. It's true. It's like um, he's he, we want him to be a one round fighter. Always, please. He's he's got some skills. He really does. But it's just he's not at that level. He's just not. Um, moving on though to another big fight that came out of this one, of course, Manon Firo. Got the win over Rose Namajunas' decision. Uh, looked good for two rounds. Third round started to get a little more competitive. Didn't mean she didn't look good. Two was pretty competitive, too. Two was competitive as well. Yeah, I mean, Rose, I thought she at least held her own, mm -hmm. despite the fact that she clearly was compromised with the finger and everything. Oh, right? yeah. Um, as far as Furo, though, because she comes out of this with the win, this is a continuation of what we were talking about last week, because Aaron Blanchfield, of course, got her big win. He said maybe we kind of have to look into what happens next week. Well, now we've got men on Furo, got the win, and the way she won compared to Aaron Blanchfield getting the win last week over Tyler Santos and the way she won. Who should be next for the title shot once everything gets clear with Grasso and Shevchenko? Well, did, should it, should you, it be Furo or, or Blanchfield? Did you watch that Blanchfield fight yet? I still haven't. Okay. So I think it should be Blanchfield. Okay. Why? Down. Why? Fioro got weaker as the fight went on. Mm -hmm. Blanchfield got stronger. Okay. And that's that's my reasoning. I think that's fair. So that's I mean, that makes a lot. I had like I said, I haven't watched Blanchfield's mm -hmm. fight, but that does make sense. I know the scoring went that way anyway. So um, yeah, Fioro really she got a very wild by the end of the the fight too. Mm -hmm. Like she her, her strikes were just like winging punches and arms. She's usually very um disciplined. Mm -hmm. And that was the one thing I know she she kind of started to like fall apart. I don't know if she got sucked into a different type of fight or she was just getting tired. I don't know, but she didn't look the same. Um, yeah. And and I look, it's it's a good win over uh, a former two time champion. Rose for sure. is a is a great of women's MMA for sure. But yeah, I I think I just didn't think it was that special a performance. Mm -hmm. You know, and you would you say that Blanchfield's performance I was special? Say it's special? No, okay, just solid. Solid, okay. Yeah. More solid, though. You were more yeah. impressed with her performance I, against I was Santos more, than... I was more impressed at that how she got stronger. Okay. As the fight went on. All right. 
Well, I can serve her well in a five-round fight, too. With all, all aspects of the fight, too. Stand-up, ground game, clinch. She just got better as it went on. Farouk did pretty so, well keeping the fight up. So yeah, she, she kept it where she wanted to. Give mm-hmm. give her credit to that. I thought Rose might. I mean, she's smaller, no question. I mean, that stupid cut from the headbutt or the he- clash of heads, not headbutt. Mm-hmm. I guess kind of puts a damper on things because then they could have probably done Blanchfield versus Fioro, you know, to to iron it out since they haven't even had. Uh, no, don't do. You don't want to do that because then 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 what do you do with the 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 shot after that? You don't need to do that. You can give one then the other. It's okay. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't like everyone having to wait. You don't have to wait, wait that long. I mean, yeah, you, with titles you do. Some guys, some women don't fight that often. There's a championship fight in two weeks. I know. After that fight, how long are they going to have to wait? I don't know. Four, Depends on who's four or five months. And then after that fight, now the person's got to wait again. But at least they're on the right timeline. Sure. They're not They're not on like a sure. strange timeline, you know? Yeah. that That's where you start to say, okay, that sucks. But at least now they're both fighting in the same, if not the same month, within the same three or four week period. They're on the same timeline. This works. I like Josh Barnett's style. Which is? One night tournaments, stomps, mm-hmm. knees to downed opponents. Soccer kicks. Yeah. Let's just go. Let's get, bring it back to 1990-whatever. Yeah, they don't do get that, wild. though. That, yeah. that doesn't actually They happen. don't do it. No. They don't, but they Sorry. should. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe not the one-night tournaments, but fight more often. Right. Let's just fight more. There's a lot of potential for disaster with one-night tournaments in the in the modern mixed martial arts like mentality. Yeah. All the There's pools. only certain people who I think would like go through that and be like, yeah, I'll keep fighting in it. Like, it'll actually work out instead of them being like beat to heck. It wouldn't happen. Tough man. It doesn't work and anymore. You'll get your tough man competition. It doesn't, doesn't work anymore. Just a bunch of heavyweights. God, no, please. <laughs> what about Rose, though? Ro- Rose is in kind of a weird spot. She says she's done at 115. She's she's not going down anymore. Um, when I spoke to her, she was saying she you know, really just has gotten bigger as a person and isn't really mm-hmm. interested in that weight cut either. So there, there's a lot of that, too. Um, she's at 125. She didn't look terrible. No. She didn't win. But she was competitive and started to gain steam as the fight went on. And she's more someone a, who's accustomed to five-round fights. Imagine if we had two more rounds of that. I don't know. More more goes on to what we discussed last week. There's got to be more more five-round fights. Mm. It just has nah, to be. No, I mean, I'm with you, to too. Be, so. This this realistically could have been a, a, another five-round made event somewhere. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, she, she looked all right. The thing is, does she want to keep fighting? Sometimes she goes into these spurts where she's like, yeah. Not really sure. I want to keep fighting. She does absolutely, and, then, and she and she admits that too. Like, she knows that she's kind of she's kind of wishy washy. I don't know it. if it's wishy washy, but she just mm-hmm. kind of like gets in her own head and and can't get herself to do like yeah. that type of thing, you know. So, but I, but she seems like she's there. I don't think she put in put on like an odd performance. I think she just wasn't good enough on this particular night to win. Yeah, you know what? Whatever the finger played in that, the injured finger. Who knows? But. I guess the question would be, can she get to a title shot at 125? Or do you think this, like, kind of, you're, you're starting to write her off at 125 and say, okay, maybe she's just, like, another high-level, like, I mean, I don't want to write her off, there. but she's, it's, it's going to be tough. She's not getting back to now. But she does have the star power, and she didn't sure. look that bad in the fight. She just didn't win, like we said. Sure. Who's to say maybe she doesn't get another fight in there and, uh... What if what if she get here here let's make a devil's advocate here what if she was to fight let's say Alexa Grasso loses mm. just devil's advocate on this scenario she loses and they say hey why don't we do Alexa Grasso against Rose Namajunas and Rose wins mm. where does that put her is she that yeah, far she off might... at that point no well, obviously not no yeah 
So I, I can I see guess it. She can, maybe she can get there. I think she got. Will she do it? That's the question, obviously. But but I think I wouldn't rule that out. I think I think there are reasons the UFC would like to put her in. I think she's popular. I think people like her. Sure. Um, they, she's a familiar face that they can put in uh in a main event if they wanted to. Again, they probably should have here. Doesn't even have to be. They just got to not not in France, but in just in general. They just have to you know make it normal that there's going to be multiple five round fights on cards. That would be nice. Like it, it, it's very, it's way too rare. Still, like it was nice that they did it like a handful of times, but it's like they're so arbitrary. Like Diaz Edwards was one, was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't have, we don't have that great Nate finish if they just kept that uh, three rounds. Burns and so, uh, Bilal Muhammad, that was five rounds. That was that one. was right here in Newark. Yeah, that was awesome. Awesome performance by uh, Bilal. Bilal looked good. Yeah. Yeah. They just gotta make it make it more often. I I would like to see it more. Fewer fewer fights, more five rounders. Shrink yes. your roster. Yeah. That's what you want. Listen, I I I had this <laughs> I had this thought before. It's like we're gonna be talking about Jocelyn Edwards in a another split round. It's like if you're not ranked and you're in all these close fights all the time, you just don't have it. Sorry, you just don't have it. Back in the day when you were coming up, you murdered people and you just click <laughs> you quickly rose uh, the rankings. Like these these close unranked fights, it's like you're not going to do anything if you ever, you know, fought someone in the rankings. It's just it's a tough truth. Well, back in the day, we had the the axe murderer and we had the natural born killer. So we did have people actually murdering people. Yeah. That day has passed, my friend. It's long gone. It is long gone. (sighs) C'est la vie, as they say in France. Mm hmm. But uh, we do. I think you alluded to this already. We have we have something not not like out of a big development, and it's not judging, but it is refereeing, officiating, adventures in refereeing, adventures in refereeing. That's yeah. right. Yes, I should have wrote that down. Good call. Yeah. Um, that would be, of course, the way the fight between William Gomez and uh, Giannis Gamori finished. Two Frenchmen, by the way. Um, it was ruled a TKO. Right. Went down as a TKO uh, after referee uh, Loic, Loic Pura, right? Did I yeah. get that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a, uh, a self-identified French MMA pioneer, four and three in his career in, in mixed martial arts at least. Mm-hmm. Hasn't fought in 20 years, but I mean, he's, he goes back. He's OG, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, referee now stopped this fight. Because, well, what happened was, I guess we should, you know what, I'm allowed you set it up. You're, you're much better at breaking down, like, the sequence of events than myself. Uh, basically, Gomez throws a, you know, front kick, teep type kick, and it lands right on the waistline. It's, like, a little below the waistband. Like, yeah, so his toe, like, if, if you're in boxing, like, when they have their names on the front of the trunks, it hits the name, basically. Yeah, probably. probably uh, a little bit to, a little bit on closer to the hip, so it's off to the side, but. You can see the shorts ride up a little bit, and the side of the foot hits the cup or makes contact with the cup. Right, right. Um, Gamori. He kind of bends du- over. He doubles yeah. over. And then Loic is like, no, no, keep fighting, keep fighting. And both guys went their separate ways. And he's like, all right, whatever. I'm done. Fight's over. Waves it off, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Guess we're done here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as the other, they show us all the slow motion replays, and it's it's like, yeah, the toes land legal, but the rest of the foot doesn't. It lands on the... Uh, on the cup a little bit, mm-hmm. so by by rule that is a low blow. Shouldn't uh, shouldn't have been stopped. My hope is that there's something that they can do here to maybe go no contest route retroactively. It's it's different. I mean, they're in France. 
French, the French have a commission. I don't know how involved the UFC gets with that because sometimes they they will assist, especially with newer commissions. Here's here's um, my thing. I understand. Loic waved it off, said it's over. It was mm-hmm. a legal strike. There was a replay official who said it was low. Yeah. If Loic was hit low, he still has five minutes to use whatever. I don't understand why you can't just restart. I think what happened was because it's already waved off that that's like the end. But why? That does does that's uh, why? <laughs> why can't it be reversed at exactly. that point? Exactly. What I think what happens is you get the wheels in motion and then corners start doing different things. You know, they the the other corner is able to give their fighter water. They're able to do all this other stuff that you would not be able to do in the event that it was actually paused for just the foul. It does change the dynamic. You can fix that. <laughs> How do you fix it? How do you fix it? Any any question about like wave it off and and there's this the dispute just instant. Just stop. Corner, no coaching. Neutral corner. You go here. Let's go to replay. Well, it, it should on? have been handled a little like, differently here. Yeah. Obviously, we had a situation where the fighter seemed to think he was hit low. Now, obviously, the referee didn't see it that way, right? But maybe in such scenarios, we can err on the side of caution, knowing we have a replay official. Go to said replay official. Let them sort it out for you. We don't need to figure that out. We've already we've got a situation where neither fighter wants to engage at this moment. Mm-hmm. So let's sort it out. Yeah, let's, uh... I think it just wasn't handled in the best way. Unfortunately, um, I'm not as familiar with with Loic Pora as, as a as a referee. I only know the little bit I shared uh, about his uh, MMA career because I cooled him real quick today. Um, I don't want to say anything negative about him as an official. Th- these things can happen. These things happen in MMA. But it's just like they don't have to recreate a position. They're both standing. They can treat it like a normal low blow. And I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like, it, it does change. The, the fighter, you know, now he's in his corner. The corner's coaching. He's giving him water. Blah, 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 blah. It's not even coaching. Just, they're done. They're, they've moved on. Just the fight is way I don't know. Just stop. Pause they, for a minute. But they stop before. That's the problem. Like once, should once be, you've gone, there's a point of no return. There's also should be. I mean, every, other, every major sport has a uh, manager initiated replay mm-hmm. like well why not us but also like, when they call off a game when they say a game is over they don't bring the game back yes they do if it's a, if it was the the third out of the ninth inning and then you get overturned it's like no come on back yeah but that's, they call teams back out from the dugout it's a little different in baseball because there's no clock but you know where the clock stopped though clock stopped wow we we could probably talk in circles about this one all day but i i think the point would be at least for me is that Probably could have been handled a little better, a little cleaner. Uh, and there could be things in place that hand, helps handle it better. I agree. I agree. But but again, I, I don't know what you can do once the fight is actually waved off. I think it's really incumbent on the referee to, to just kind of just take, feels kind of arbitrary use their here. heads up and say, hey, we, we've got a replay official. Why don't we just defer to this person? Uh, give me give me a little more information. He's the sole arbiter, as, as John Gooden mentioned on the broadcast. And that is true. Yeah. Soul arbiter, but the soul I got, arbiter I got, can also. Lean I got a problem on, with that on, too. All right, what do um, you got? What I'm got? not going to get into. It. I got, he's the sole arbiter. He's, he makes all the decisions. <laughs> there's no, there's no checks, no balances. What are we doing? Well, that's what I got a little issue. There are checks and balances. That's the. Uh, that's when they. That's when they go over things after the fights. After yeah, that we never after hear about the fight. Yeah. Like, uh, all right. That are always behind closed doors. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, in some states and in some commissions, yeah. but you know. In very special circumstances, and not always. Anyway, I think that's probably all we had to start it off. I think we can get to the rounds. We don't have too many rounds, um, because for our unanimity report here, 16 out of 19 
rounds were scored unanimously among mm-hmm. the judges. 84.2%. Nice percentage. There are no 8-9 splits, so we're only talking about winners today. No 8-9 splits, yeah. No 8-9 splits. We've got three rounds to discuss, and none of them were, like, pivotal in terms of determining the outcome of the fight, but I think we have to start with Angelusa Losa, right? Angelosa. Losa. Getting the win over Reese McKee. Very popular over in in, uh, in Europe and the UK. Uh, but he did lose this one. 29-28 twice for Losa and a 30-27. So we're split on round three. We already know going into this, well, people with scorecards know that Losa is bound to win this barring, you know, a reversal of fortune, right? Let's talk about round three. Yeah, round three. Um, We shouldn't be talking about round three. But we are. We are. Um. In the beginning of the round, it's pretty clear it's Losa. Takes him down. He lands some ground and pound, an elbow here, a couple punches here and there. Clearly, he's winning on the on the feet. McKee is doing a little bit better than he has been in the past in the previous rounds. After this point, he gets yeah. After after, um, and then all of a sudden, McKee is just hurt. Like he he gets hit with a punch and he dives in for a takedown. Look kind of sloppy, like like almost desperate a little bit on his knees. Uh, works to his feet and then McKee just throws him and he's got. He's got no balance whatsoever. He's all over the place. And McKee just starts teeing off on him. Good shots. You can tell he's hurt for like the final 40 seconds of the round. This is an easy call, McKee. I I, I, I think it's crazy to score this one for Losa. The only, the only effective offense like uh, that reaches a high degree in this round comes from McKee. <laughs> the, 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 the bar that... Let's, if, if you imagine like a bar graph of like damage accrued... I would think that Losa gets to like, I don't know, maybe like, you know, like an inch or two off the ground. And then you've got McKee that's probably double that or more. And all of his yeah. offense did come. And yeah, what was the last like minute, minute or so? Yeah. yeah. Um, It's obvious to me that this is a McKee round based on everything we talk about on this show. And we have been talking about on this show for years now. And the only thing that I can imagine that. If if they tried to make the argument for, and this is a faulty argument because it doesn't really fly with modern judging. If Christoph Chapwi, the judge who gave this one to Losa, said to himself, well, the majority of the round was in the grappling phase <laughs> and Losa was winning while it was down there, then I guess that's what you'd do. But that's beyond flawed. It makes no sense in... 2023 to do it that way so i'm just i'm speculating i have no idea what this official was thinking to give this round to losa but if if i'm trying to apply some form of logic that's how i got there because i can't think of any other reason there's no there's no justification to give this round to losa instead of mckee there's not yeah this is thank god it didn't matter yes yeah like Um, it it really did not make a difference but this is this is a bad score and this isn't like a situation where it's like, oh, you know, you just missed one punch or something like that. I could see how that turned the round. He was in a bad way for a whole minute and the whole last minute, too. And the, the gall of any fighter, whoever sits there and says or any coach or anybody who sits there and says, give him a late takedown, maybe to sway the round. This whole thing happened in the last minute. If that didn't sway the round, your little takedown is not going to do anything. <laughs> Just give give up on that notion. I mean, at one point, McKee's got his back turned. He's jogging away while he's eating punches. Yeah, was, like, he was not competitive for, like, for a little while in this round. Just really strange. Uh, he say- wasn't like he, the, the, the degree of damage. Like it really didn't reach any like degree you, where you're, I would even think of like a 10, eight and a half or, or you know, something no. like that. It just was clear to me. 
Just a clear round. It's so clear because nothing that happens before that final minute says to you, well, Los has got this locked up. It's going to be hard for McKee to take it back. Well, he was definitely ahead. Yes. But not by not by a lot. Not by a high degree. That's so, my point. Like, yeah. there's a very clearable bar yeah. that, that yeah. Losa is ahead at. And it look. gets surpassed yep. in a big way. And uh, it's very disappointing to see a score like this. And unfortunately, too, this is the same judge we yep. were talking about mm-hmm. from last year. Uh who scored a, a 10 8 10 10 excuse me right scored a 10 10 in William Gomez versus Jarno Aaron's William Gomez is in the round center three. of all this stuff man i think it's him it could be he's setting this he's he's the one who's making all this happen so, uh, yeah. but but yeah this is it, it's we don't see this judge too often they i believe he's a a french judge um so pretty much when the ufc goes to france that's when we'll see christophe chapoui we're going to have to remember that next year when we come to to Paris because it's starting to be uh I feel like it's it technically two is a coincidence yeah. I guess the way some people like to phrase it but I I'm I'm already we we're going to have to watch this and make uh, sure well, to the list it goes to the list it goes yeah and, I, don't, uh, I don't even know this I think probably the top of the list I don't know we have to see off the top of my head, I think it's close to the top of the list. So I'm sure it's close to the top, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, not to, it's at the top. We'll have to it's, see. I'm just declaring at the we've top. Got a, we've got a few months to figure that out. We do. We, we get, mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, the the judges who got this, and you know, I'm going to say that's the wrong score. I'm going to say I'm going to say yeah. that that to score this one for for Losa here is wrong. So the judges who got it right in this case were David Leatherby and Daryl Ransom. Some two of the best. Two so. of the best. Two working out of UK. Good, good, fine officials from the UK. Let's move on to a less controversial round. Less controversial, but some people had some comments. Old people have um, their comments, don't they? Yeah. Manuel Ferro got the win, like we said, over Rosanama Yunus. The scores were 29-28 twice and 30-27, so identical to the way Losa won. Um, and it's the same thing here. We have we have a round at the end, round three. Let's talk about it. Yeah, um, like I mentioned, of course, we just can't get through a Jocelyn Edwards fight without having a back-and-forth wild round. We're not talking about um, Jocelyn Edwards. Yes, we are. North Cornhole and Jocelyn Edwards. Is that what we're talking about? I just said Menafero and Rosanami Yunus, dude. Oh, I was I was already ahead. No, that's all right. In front of that one. That's all right. That just shows you don't listen I to me. I was ahead. I was getting prepared. That's all right. Yeah, all right. So, Rose, Rose and... Uh, and Manon, good competitive round. Um, both landed pretty good. I think Fioro didn't land as strongly outside of that one flurry later in the round where she kind of just started just swinging for defenses, it seemed a bit. Um, before then, her shots just seemed to be touching. Uh, nothing much behind it. I thought Rose's left hand was landing solid throughout. Had good leg kicks throughout. I definitely see the case both ways. Very close round, but I scored for Rose. Yeah, su- super, super close. I, I would go the same way you did, but there's no reason you couldn't give this one to Menno Ferro. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't matter either because, again, we have we have Firo is up two rounds to none on all the cards, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, plus at the end you of the You still want to score, right? But but we're not, we should be up in arms over something that legitimately was close and legitimately didn't impact yeah. the result. Rose had some good heavy ones towards the end of the round, too. She did, that, she did. She... That probably helped me get there. So that's why I don't think she was too like she's small. Like you could tell she was smaller yeah. than Manon Ferro here, but like she wasn't too small. Mm-hmm. She just wasn't like the skill can win out and it wasn't her night for sure. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't write her off in a rematch and I definitely wouldn't write her off in a five round rematch. Yeah, for sure. So no, I, but again, I scored it your way. 
same as you, same as Sal D'Amato, uh, who took the flight over to, to France for this one, and Anders Olsen. Uh, and uh, so th- we ended up seeing it the other way from Daryl Ransom, who scored this one for row. This is a very rare Daryl Ransom out round, actually, at the UFC level. This, I think it's only the second out score he's had in the UFC. He's, he's, okay. done, he's typically been in lockstep, so yeah. it happens. 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 He's a terrible. Te- get him out of there. Terrible judge. <laughs> Right. Just kidding. Now we can move now on. Now I the, can. Now you, I can move you on. You can't this wait one. to talk about this round. You, Apparently, you, yeah. you wanted to get to it even when I was talking about something else. Nora Cornell. I just want it over with. Cornell, right? Yeah. Cornell. Cornell. Mm-hmm. Like the game. Yep. The beanbag. You know, game. people yep. call it bags. No, I've never heard it called bags. Yeah, apparently that's the more popular name is bags. I, I used. Well, it can't be because there's an actual league. Well, I know it's cornhole. called the cornhole league, but I. Uh, so many people call it bags. No, nah, I've never heard that. I used to call it beanbag toss when I was a kid. That's just what I thought it was. People started calling it cornhole, and I thought it was like an inappropriate name. I didn't really <laughs> understand. I was like, am I allowed to say that? Can I say it to my mom? Beavis says it. Yeah, well, that's different. Um, But yeah, she got the win over Jocelyn Edwards. 30-27 twice and a 29-28. We're at least talking about round two here. So we're not just talking about a foregone conclusion. Doesn't matter what happened in the round. We're still talking about something that has some meaning to the result, potentially. What happened in round two? Oh, okay. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Dan loves this one. Yeah, wild back and forth round. (laughs) Stop it. Cornell's landed some good shots on the feet, but then she gets taken down with the classic... Headlock takedown you see in women's fights. Um, Edwards lands a couple shots, not much. Cornell gets up. She's taken back down. Back up, back down again. But this time, Cornell actually works around Cornell. I'm trying to keep saying Cornell. Cornell works around to the back, uh, gets the back late, lands a couple punches. I I do think she takes it. Uh, But really, I I don't care. Who cares? we care we just this no. round wasn't interesting no it wasn't it, it wasn't there was not a whole lot of big action to score here things happened but not to a high degree and it fulfilled the prophecy that i had laid out last week of us talking about a jocelyn edwards versus nora colonel around i saw it like you did i gave it to cornell could you give it to edwards sure i almost did i really did but also it just wasn't that interesting around so unfortunately so we agreed though with the majority that this was this was uh the same way that judges ben cartledge and damian gluski a, a, a judge whose name i'm not as familiar with I'm not sure uh where judge gluski is from but uh clemens werner was the one who was out on this one saw it for edwards that's fine no problem okay yeah whatever we i'm sure, sure on to the next one when next time we get to talk about a jocelyn edwards fight sure we'll probably have her here too yeah i mean if there is another one she, i guess no, she lost. Maybe there won't be another one. <laughs> you so. you rooting against her? I am. All well, right. I'm not rooting against her. I'm just I, just win clear. No, that's or lose fair. Clear. That's fair. She is in way too many rounds where there's not distinctive action happening, okay. and and it's it's obviously hurting her career because she's in these fights that may not go her way. Put more of a stamp on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easier said than done. I'm just sitting here, right? I'm you know, keyboard warrior practically in that sense. But it's well, that's just the way things get done. That's, that's when we watch point. other fighters. That's how they do it. That's the point I'm making when you're you're in you're constantly in these, you know, prelim fights with lower level talent and you're in the all these close fights. You just don't got it. It's all she may not. She's just just kind of a fringe talent. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's fair. Uh, But that is it for the rounds. That's all we had. 
we've had a lot of these long shows with a bunch of rounds lately. This was this was an easier one. Uh, we did have six finishes on this one. Four of them by KO or TKO. Two were submissions. Three fights ended in the first round. What'd you like best? Uh, Farrah Basharat. Arm triangle over uh, Cletson Rodriguez. So. Mm-hmm. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Cletson mm-hmm. Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you can tell he had, a, he had it locked in. Um, once he passes, it's like almost instant tap. And Rodriguez so. sitting there saying, yes, I admit that yeah. this will kill me if you this don't get off me. this. Yeah. This will kill me. I'll succeed. Uh, what is it? I will concede the round to you. Let's yeah. restart round two. <laughs> That's right. Yes. The, the crazy idea from yes. whoever it was that <laughs> was talking to us on social media. I can't even remember anymore. I forget, but it drives me nuts. I know. You've not let that one go. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to. Uh, for me, though, my favorite was was definitely Sirogan. He really, like, the overall performance, for sure. But, like, even at the end, like, the killer instinct comes out, and he's just pouring it on. He was patient for a while, but he knew at the end, he's like, okay, this guy can't take it anymore, so I'm going to unleash. That one shot where, where Spivak is covered up, and he's like, and he just... Like Hulk smashes him in the face mm. through the guard. It's like, okay, Sirogan's pretty angry right now. <laughs> he's, he's over this fight. He wants to get out of here. Yeah, he, he wanted to put a stamp on it for yeah. his fellow Frenchman. I understand. I understand. You got to you got to put on a show for the did. for the fans at home, and they and they like him. They're they're big fans. I mean, the the French crowd really came out for their guys and their and their yeah. Gals. They were they were they were lively from the start. That's the one thing I wish the Vegas crowd. You know, all these comp tickets that sit on the floor don't show up till eleven thirty. For the final two fights of the night, it's, it drives me nuts. My understanding from talking to people I know in media is that Las Vegas really doesn't care that much. They just don't. The locals? There are some certainly do, but it's not it, it's not as much like a, I think Danny White used to refer to them as kind of like oh we're we're, we're Las Vegas's home team, and I don't think they see it like that. At least at least the people who live in Vegas. So, so since fights are there so often, it's just like oh. There's fights tonight. You want to go watch the fights? Whereas th- it's in France, it's once a year, and they get amped up for it. I think, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's a rare treat for people in other places where the product doesn't go very often. When it's in Vegas all the time, even, you know, forget the Apex. The Apex shows are probably too priced out for most people. But, like, even pay-per-view. They have enough pay-per-view uh, fights there in Las Vegas. So it's easy to just not get that invested i'm not in, i'm not in vegas right so it's 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 one of many options for the night that's the other thing there are a lot of yeah. options in vegas now they have, they now have two professional sports teams a few years ago they didn't have any they got the raiders mm-hmm. they got the golden knights the nhl champions there's other distractions they might have some other things that go on in vegas too i'm not sure right but my my point is it stays there so i don't know my point is these people that don't watch every card or there's, yeah. pe- there's people that do watch every card that go to... But they watch from home. That, But also, but that love at these fights mm-hmm. that in Vegas. And they're there. Maybe they're all the way in the you know the upper deck. Sure. That's what they can afford. There are certainly fans like so that. So why can't they sit down there until till the person you gave free tickets to shows up? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I, think, I think the UFC would be better off doing that. But also, they got your money anyway. It doesn't I really know, matter. It's just, <laughs> it's just annoying. They it's just like, don't care. They had your money. Okay. They don't need to do anything more for you. Because I'm going to hate at UFC 300 when Jim Miller's fighting there and there's going to be no one on the floor seats. It's going to drive me insane. I think people might show up earlier for a big show like that, but we'll see. I've been wrong I don't before. have faith. Yeah, you're probably right, too. <laughs> well, that's it for this weekend. We can look ahead to now to the next weekend. In would, would, you, would you say I'm going out on a limb to call this the least anticipated UFC pay-per-view of the year? 
Um, what time does it start? It's normal time for us. Normal time for us. Okay. Yeah. This is a, this is a normal one. Um, it's a, it's technically a day ahead in terms. It'll it'll be happening Sunday in Australia when uh, Israel Asanya goes against Sean Strickland, defending the middleweight title. But it is, I think they're like fourteen hour difference or something along the lines of that. I can't remember. Um, so it takes place like earlier in the day over there, but it is it'll be the same time for us. Yeah, I mean the main card is pretty weak. It's super weak. The main event's pretty weak with the with Sean Strickland being the one who getting the shot. Yeah, but you still weak. got Izzy. Yes. So the he's, he's the attraction. Yeah. But is it enough to say I want to watch Israel Adesanya go against an inferior title challenger? I mean, if you and just I do think he him. is an inferior title challenger because let's face it, he didn't beat anybody of note in his last two fights. Like Nasruddin Imovov was the better win than over. Abas, yeah, Magomedov, he, he was totally unheralded. At least Imovov had put together a decent little run mm-hmm. in the UFC to get to this point. But also, he was at the the very low end of the of the rankings in the middleweight division, which is not the most impressive divisions to begin with. Yeah, I guess I guess if you if you're looking forward to Izzy styling on someone, if that's what you're looking so, for, you might be in for a treat. So, that's and that's possible. fine. Um, and that's what I would expect to happen. I I don't really give Sean Strickland a whole lot of pathways to win. This would honestly be one of the most shocking upsets in UFC history. I, you know what, I would be jaw. My my jaw would still be on the floor. I think yeah, if, and I think that would be fair because no one should look at like how how is Sean Strickland going to win this? He's going to win on points. Is he going to knock out Adesanya? Is he going to submit him? I mean, the only the, that would make the most sense to me is a, is a submission. But I even that I don't really see. Yeah, I mean, he's not. I, I don't see him being able to, you know, pace outpace Izzy without getting knocked out. Adesanya is harder so, to get down than a lot of people. I think realize. Yeah. I think everyone, every few fights, we forget that he's actually really good at staying on his feet. If Yoel Romero didn't take him down, but he also fought really weird that fight. Um, yeah, let's that so, that one. It's best. I guess it's best not to. Yeah, it's best, let's forget that. Not a, not a fair way to to put it there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess Carlos Olberg and Down Jung might be a fun fight. On the prelims. Okay. Is that, is that, Dion Jung is the Iron Turtle, right? No, no, that is, um. Who's the Iron Turtle? <laughs> no, I'll, and I'll have to Google it for you. Thank you. But you know, he's not the Iron Turtle. The Iron Turtle is Jun Young. That's right. Jun Young Park. Thank you. Um, good call. No, that's fine. That, that one's fine. I like the, the Tai Tuivasa Alexander Volkov, uh, co-main. It's not a good pay-per-view co-main, but I do feel like. I hope we get plug. a shoey. I think something fun will happen. I don't know if we'll have a or not, but I look Tuivasa hits. He he knows how to fight like a heavyweight. He, he typically does. fights like a heavyweight. He fights like a heavyweight, and we appreciate that. And Alexander Volkov can bring some violence too. I I I, I would be very disappointed if this fight went more than eight minutes because I just don't see that actually happening. But I'd actually be shocked if it got out of the first. Yeah, me too. But I, I'll I'll give him a grace period. Vol, Volkov's a smart fighter. I think he could take it a little little deeper and still do well. Because he's okay. he's actually he's not a, a tough man either. You know. Volkov is it? No. Yeah. Ty, Ty's a little bit more. Ty's a, <laughs> Ty's, a, little bit Ty's a headbanger. A little bit. And I, I, think he, I think he wears it with pride to some degree. Mm-hmm. Manel Kopp is on this card, hopefully. He's yeah, been, hopefully. He's been, yeah. I very distinctly put that on the notes because I needed to remember, oh, that's right. He never makes it to the fight. And it's not his fault. Usually it's the other guy. So um, He was supposed to fight Kai Kara France. Yeah. Kai had to pull out. Um, which would have made this card a little bit more interesting. Yeah. It would have been a more interesting fight, especially because Kai is coming off of that fight that a lot of people said, oh, he should have won. You know, he won't be in this one. He got hurt, right? Concussion. Concussion. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, but yeah, so cop is going against Felipe Dos Santos is the, 
sort of semi-short notice opponent change. It wasn't last week, but it was in the last few weeks. Another undefeated fighter coming in to make their UFC debut. Mm-hmm. We'll see how Cop does. Jamie Malarkey against John McDessie. I like that fight, too. Yep. Malarkey, Malarkey brings a lot. Yep. Uh, McDessie's been in there a long time. He, he he can bring it. And he likes to keep it up oftentimes on the feet. And uh, be fun. And a favorite of uh, a lot of people. Jack Jenkins is on the card, too. Uh, oh, Jack Jenkins. I do kind of remember him. He fought in, like, June, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. He fought, He last fought against Jamal Emmers. I think that June. was the one where I was at the wedding that weekend. That was in Vermont. Yeah, it was just another split decision. A few weeks ago, we, yeah. We talked about. We did. That's right. Yeah, thank, I'm glad you brought that up. I, did, I forgot that that was him. He's so. fighting uh, Chepi Mariscal. Cool. Yeah, I don't know that name. All right. But he does have... Uh, one UFC win over a Trevor Peak on the same card. Okay. I think that was a crazy fight, actually. I don't remember. I think that was wild. His nickname is Machine Gun. You gotta love that. Just get wild. Don't stop shooting. What if, what if his nickname was Machine Gun and his entire strategy was hold him down for five minutes each <laughs> round? I would, I would take his nickname from him. Refuse to call him that. I think it'd be great if we had a fighter who was like the wild man and they like they did all this like crazy hype stuff like before the round started and then immediately they go for a takedown and just hold them down in guard. <laughs> it's almost kind of like what Sean Strickland is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, no, he, Sean Strickland, he likes he, to keep it standing and box up his face so that he doesn't get he, hit by anything. Listen, I, I said this years ago in I think it was Gilbert Melendez versus Jorge Masvidal, maybe. And Strike Force, yeah, I kind of remember the fight. It yeah. was, it was just, I go, I, I think because it was about, you know, people were mad about a lay and pray fight, and then it's like, well, throwing the same one two for five minutes is pretty boring as well. To be fair, Masvidal so, couldn't stop it. Yeah, I know, but just at that at that point, he was not the same <laughs> fighter. If if he fought with that mentality that he had in many fights later on, not even every fight, but in many fights, I think he would have done better in that fight. But uh, as far as the most likely for contested rounds, which I hit on last week with Jocelyn Edwards, this one's a little trickier. There are no women's fights on this card, so can't default to a women's fight, which is often the better go-tos. Uh, so I did go with a heavyweight fight. Justin Taffa going against Austin Lane. I feel like I'm just trying to will this into a first-round finish. Okay. That's what I'm really trying to do. That's fair. So the the worst case scenario is this is, well, no, there's really no worst case scenario. We get a finish or we have to talk about a round, although it could be a terrible round. The worst case scenario is all three rounds that we have to talk about. That's the worst. <laughs> so I'm like extra right. I don't want to be extra right. I'm, I'm going to put my, my predictions. We're going to be talking about Blood Diamond and Charlie Radke. For contested rounds? For contested okay. rounds. Okay. All right. Got a debut fighter. Michael Mathitha. Yeah. Three and two. MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. No, I'm I'm thinking that one's going to be a finish, an early finish. Hopefully, uh, kill I'm, or be killed kind I, of deal. I don't want It's not going to go long. I don't want to say this because it might, you know, you're trying come to, to you fruition. don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. But if we get another Izzy fight where he kind of fights weird, maybe another one we're talking about, like what he did with Yoel, that we might for test like, rounds. I see what you're saying. Hopefully man. not. Hopefully but. not. Let's let's knock wood on that one, right? All right, that does it. We'll be back again to discuss UFC 293 on Monday. Yeah, Monday. Monday. Yeah. Why do I get the days typical. confused? I don't know why. Yeah, we usually do that. Yeah. We've had, we've had some kind of ups and downs lately because of, of travels and things in the last couple months, but I think mm-hmm. we're kind of back to regulating. Back to Mondays. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening. Take care, everyone.